I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. You are appreciated. This program is about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online at Senior Care Live. That's L-I-V-E, Senior Care Live. Com. You can also call us, reach out by phone, 1-800-331-6445. All right, so before we jump in today, just want to give another shout-out to our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They have their their premier fundraising event Sunday night. It's called Sunday Night Live, which is, uh, uh, I, I just, I love that. It is October the 11th, so obviously we're here. It begins at 6 p.m. and this year you know usually it's down at the uh, at the PNL district downtown across from the sprint center oops i guess now that's the t-mobile center i'll never get used to that by the way <laughs> but and i and i still call sandstone sandstone amphitheater but anyway i'm you know give me a break <laughs> but uh so uh it, it's it's usually downtown again at the PNL. but this year because of uh, this lovely coronavirus, uh, we are going virtual with that. That was a tremendous amount of work and effort and time to put that together, but I'm sure it is going to be spectacular. So you can attend that virtually from literally wherever you are, at your home, on your phone, if you're out and about. Uh, you can be anywhere in the city, in the state, in the country and join that. So you could go to KC Hospice dot org forward slash s n l and register to join that there are some amazing giveaways there are some really cool raffle opportunities i'm definitely buying raffle tickets for the uh, porta vallarta uh, trip my wife would love that <laughs> but uh and, and if you don't win guess what you are contributing to an amazing organization that does not turn anyone away so if you do not have the ability to pay maybe you don't have the insurance that covers that and you need help from kansas city hospice and palliative care 
Last year, they provided about $600,000 in unreimbursed care services and support. And they're a nonprofit organization. The way they're able to do that is through fundraising events like Sunday Night Life. So again, Sunday, October the 11th, 6 p.m., and you can register for that. They'll send you a link and you can join. You can bid on some of these raffle packages, their silent auction and a bunch of amazing uh, items in that silent auction. Uh, this is this is one of the big ones here in, in, in our city. So I would encourage you to check that out. It's free of charge to attend. There isn't a ticket that you would have to buy. You can just jump online and check everything out. Uh, so again, kchospice.org forward slash s n l and if you wanted to call for more information the phone number is 816-363-2600 but again super easy go to the website kchospice.org forward slash s n l and request a link they'll send that to you by email you can join them anywhere that you are virtually and it's going to be an amazing event all right so I've been working with a lot of families and, you know, they're considering moving their loved one to a senior care community. Obviously, that's the focus with senior care consulting. We help families and individuals find the right senior care community for their exact needs. But, you know, right now, a lot of these families have major concerns and rightly so. They're very concerned about the coronavirus and COVID-19. What about COVID-19. We're just scared to pieces to move mom or dad or our loved one to one of these communities. Because, you know, you hear all of these stories in the news about uh, the infamous, I think the most infamous one, came from New York City early on, where, you know, tens of thousands of residents in nursing homes died from COVID-19. That was completely mishandled. Uh, I think that's pretty clear at this point. But the bottom line is, if you move your loved one into a senior care community, you know, what happens if COVID-19 enters the building? And that's a really scary thing for a lot of a lot of people to, to think about. So uh, it, it is a concern, you know, a question I have from a lot of families, you know, has the community experienced any positive COVID-19 cases? Well, that's a very good question. Now, I know there are all sorts of dashboards that you can find online. I know Johnson County has a dashboard. Uh, I know Kansas City, Missouri has a dashboard. There are all kinds of dashboards where you can go to. The other day, I was checking out the one in Johnson County, and it has daily statistics and they have one tab for senior care communities. So you could actually see which communities have currently have positive cases, how many days since the last positive test, if there have been any resident deaths, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that, I mean, there's just a lot of really good information that's updated every single day. And, and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good source. But, you know, that's a question I have all the time. Has this particular place experienced any positive COVID-19 cases? And then if so, you know, have there been any resident deaths? And I'll say, there have been quite a few to COVID-19, although, and I'm not going to get political and too far off base here, but uh, I, I think these numbers uh, could easily be inflated. Uh, I've heard way too many stories 
personally from individuals saying that their loved one did not die from COVID-19, but COVID-19 was their cause of death uh, officially in the paperwork. So um, I, I, I think the number is probably lower than what we see, but the bottom line is it is causing death. There's no doubt about that, or it may be a contributing factor. Uh, so, you know, w- another question, what are they doing to keep COVID out of the building? Whether it's long-term care or assisted living or independent living or all of the above in a continuing care retirement community, what steps are they taking to make sure that COVID does not enter the building? And then another huge hesitation is this, this question, can we visit our loved one in person? And I'll tell you right now, that answer is no. Even though I've found recently that many places are starting to relax a little bit, a little bit. But, you know, you can't just stop by and walk in the front door and walk over to the apartment or the room of your loved one and visit them. You cannot do that right now. And I think it's going to be a long time before we are able to do that again. And then the next question is, well, if we can't just you know walk in and see them in person then how are we supposed to communicate with them how can we see them and you know uh, right now everything is pretty much virtual so you have a lot of uh, facetime visits a lot of these places have purchased you know five or ten ipads and they're scheduled and they go around and to all the different residents and they will connect them with their family and they can have a nice chat that way it's not as good is being in person. It's not the same as being in person, but it's the best that can be done with keeping everyone safe for right now. Uh, Some other options is that you can see your loved one through a window visit, and at least you can see them in person. Uh, Again, it's not ideal in any way, but uh, it's being done. And then some places are now, uh, and this is about as long as the weather is going to hold out, which is probably not too much longer, but, you know, maybe another month or so. Uh, but uh, some places are uh, arranging for outdoor visits in person, being, you know, at least six feet apart. Uh, some places are putting up a piece of plexiglass and, and uh, one person's on one side, one person's on the other. You can see each other, hear each other. You can't, you can't give them a hug or a kiss on the cheek or anything like that. That would be painful for me because, uh, you know, I would definitely need a hug for sure. But uh, uh, it, it's, it's as good as we can do for right now and keep everyone safe. It's, 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 it's a tough go right now, I just have to say. And another question is, you know, is my loved one safe in your community? So these are some of the things that a lot of families are struggling with right now. And I'll say some of the very best places available, and I mean, there we have some excellent care providers in the KC metro area. I mean, excellent. And yes, we have some that are not so great, but we have some really good ones. Every single place is struggling with COVID-19 and struggling to keep it out of the building. You cannot avoid it. It's just impossible. I mean, our president was just diagnosed. I mean, literally no one is immune. So all of these places are doing their best. They're taking temperatures hourly sometimes. They're testing staff multiple times per week, and they're doing their very best. But the bottom line is, 
it's just impossible to guarantee that COVID will not enter the building. So they just have to take the precautions. And after the break, I'm going to talk about some options that you might want to consider and, and not move to a senior care community right now, just not move at all. And after the break, again, I'll talk about some of these options. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week, assisted living monthly costs in our area average A, $1,500 per month, B, $3,500 per month, C, $5,500 per month, or D, $7,500 per month. The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Assisted living cost in our area averages A, $1,500 per month, B, $3,500 per month, C, $5,500 per month, or D, $7,500 per month? And the answer is... C, C, $5,500 per month. I always say that our average is somewhere between five dollars to $6,000 per month. So I'll say, I'll call the average 5,500. Now it could be less than that. It could easily be more than that. The two factors that influence that average cost per month would be uh, number one, the size of your apartment. So a studio apartment is less expensive than a one or a two bedroom apartment. So how much space you have, the size of your apartment would impact that cost. And then number two, most, not all, but I would say the majority of assisted living communities in our area, the business model is a base charge plus a level of care. So if you require less care or less assistance, you'll be paying less than someone who requires a tremendous amount of care, they would be paying more. So you have a base plus a level of care charge that might be one or two or three levels of care. It could go up to five different levels of care. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, the more care at the majority of places, you'll be spending more. However, there are some great places that have a flat fee. It's an all-inclusive fee, regardless of how much care you require. So that's uh, that's a really nice uh, business model as well. But but bottom line, see $5,500 a month. That is right down the middle for assisted living in our area. All right, so in the previous segment, we talked about a lot of concern by many individuals and families about moving their loved one into a senior care community, uh, primarily driven by issues around COVID-19. 
And, you know, another another issue with trying to find one of these places is, you know, you could be planning on moving and the day before you're ready to move, they have one positive test by a staff and all of a sudden, boom, they shut down, no new admissions for the next two to four weeks. And all of a sudden now you're in trouble. You have to scramble and you can't move your loved one for two to four more weeks. So uh, this this is just causing a big mess. It can be done. I'm personally working with families every single day, finding them great senior care communities. It's just more difficult now than it was before March of 2020. <laughs> so uh, it, it can be done. So what if you don't want to move your loved one to a senior care community right now? It's just too scary. There are just too many wild cards. You're not comfortable with not being able to see them in person. You're not comfortable with the possibility of coronavirus getting into the building and then just running through the building and really uh, causing a lot of residents to become ill uh, and maybe even causing death. So uh, here's some options. Uh, you Just stay home. And, and I personally have worked with some families and I thought they were going to move. And then I circled back with them. They said, you know what? We decided to keep dad home for a while and we're just going to make it work. And I'm like, okay, all right. They said, we're going to write it out for as long as we can. And then we'll go back and we'll move dad into one of these places. So uh, a lot of folks are just staying at home. And guess what you can do? You can remodel parts of your home to make it more usable and make the space more uh, safe, safe to live in and safe to use. So, uh, you know, we've talked about this uh, on, on the program previously many times, but, you know, for a relatively small investment in some of these home modifications, it may be, mean the difference between having to move to a senior care community or being able to live in your home for months or maybe even years longer. So one thing you could do, you can widen the doorways. And you know, a lot of doors are just a little bit too narrow to accommodate someone walking through with a, a a walker or one of these rollator walkers, and they're a little bit bigger. And, uh, and and some of these doorways cannot accommodate a wheelchair. So I mean, that would be uh, that would be a challenge as well. And especially bathroom doors are usually about two feet wide, and you're not getting uh, a wheelchair. Or most wheelchairs aren't going to go through that very well. So uh, or not at all. So you can have doorways widened uh, to uh, uh, be able to get through them with, again, your walker, your wheelchair. You can improve the lighting in your house. And uh, well, Steve, what, what do you mean? I mean, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, a lot of homes just don't have enough lighting, or maybe they could, there could be more lighting in the house uh, or more fixtures added, et cetera. And this could help with falls. So the better you can see, the more likely it is that you will stay upright and not fall or trip over something. And uh, lighting is uh, lighting is a really big deal that I think a lot of folks don't even consider, but it is important. Uh, number three, you can install a raised height toilet. So sometimes that's called or referred to as a comfort height toilet. So it might be, you know, two or three inches taller. Some of these toilets are just about on the floor. I mean, they're really low. Uh, I know there's a standard height range for that, but you get one of these toilets that are taller. And if you have hip problems or flexibility problems, just makes it uh, easier and more comfortable to use. And that might help you on and off the toilet and avoid a fall and all sorts of other potential issues uh, surrounding the use of a toilet, which is something that, you know, 
You're going to use several times per day, every single day. Here is a big one. You could tear out your old shower enclosure or maybe a bathtub area and install a zero entry walk-in shower. Now that's going to cost a few bucks. It's not. Uh, it's certainly not cost prohibitive, uh, but I mean it's it's not a couple of hundred bucks. It's going to be you know a few thousand dollars, and and it depends on how big it is and what kind of tile and how you finish the thing. And there are some variables there. But the bottom line is taking a shower and taking care of your daily hygiene is one of the major issues that would cause someone to have to move from their home and move into a senior care community. So for example, I worked with a really nice lady. This has been many years ago. And she said uh, she was a, a small lady. She was not very big. Her husband was about six foot four or five. He was a, he was a big, tall guy. And he had some medical issues, so she had to wheel him around in a wheelchair. She said her biggest challenge was helping him with bathing and showering. So they had the shower ripped out. They put in a uh, roll-in shower enclosure. She put him in a shower chair. She was able to wheel him right on in there and help him with his bathing and his showering and everything. She said it made it super easy. She That one home modification... She said, allowed her to keep him at home for three extra years. Now, do you know what that saved her? The place that we chose for her husband was about $10,000 per month, which is $120,000 a year. So she saved $360,000 in long-term care costs just by changing the bathtub and the shower enclosure to a roll in shower. All right, so you might want to check that out. And coming up next, I'll continue the list of things that you can do to modify your home to successfully and safely age in place. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out all of our recent podcasts at uh, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we're talking about a lot of families are just hesitating. They, they don't want to move their loved one to a senior care community right now because of uh, major concerns and and they're 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 pretty afraid of, of COVID nineteen as it uh, as it may go through some of these senior care communities put your loved one at risk and and it's a that's a, rightly so it, it it it's right to be concerned about that now there are a lot of places that are doing a great job there are a lot of places who have never had a single case 
of COVID-19 in their building. Uh, so I, I think most places are doing a, a really good job. Some places are doing a great job. But the bottom line is it could enter the, any of these facilities at any time, uh, literally any time, and you just have to react to it. But they're doing their best to keep it out. And if it is in the building, they're doing their best to contain it and not have it spread. So, uh, But the bottom line is, you know, a, a lot of folks, they're, they're just not going to move their loved ones right now. So we're talking about staying at home and aging in place for a while and making home modifications to make it more safe and more comfortable to do so. And so another thing that you can do is you can move your laundry area from the basement. And so, you know, I mean, how many basements you have to go down the, the flight of stairs to get to the washer and dryer hookup downstairs and going up and down the stairs, guess what? You've just elevated your risk of falling, and uh, you don't want to be falling down these stairs all the way down into the basement. That could be a, a rough, uh, a rough tumble, a rough landing, and it could uh, that could land you in the hospital and be a total game changer. Just one slip uh, and fall. So uh, move the laundry area to the first floor. And that takes the basement stairs out of the equation. I, I, I remember one time, that, again, this has been several years ago, but I was, I was visiting with a gentleman and, and uh, we were both there visiting with his dad and we were just talking about, you know, safety in the home and, and how it's going, et cetera. And, and he goes, well, dad, you know, what about your laundry? And he, cause he had a home care uh, provider in to help out with that. And he goes, oh, I don't need help with that. I just go up and down the stairs, you know, two or three times a day doing my laundry. And, and his son about fell over sideways because his dad was uh, not very ambulatory at all. <laughs> so um, th that is a major, major fall hazard and risk. So you can have, again, that laundry area relocated to the first floor and just take the stairs out of the equation. Another thing is that, you know, many homes, you have the living space on the ground floor. And then what do we have upstairs? We have our bedrooms. <laughs> and so uh, you could uh, relocate a bedroom and create a bedroom space on that first floor. Some people just knock out a wall and they'll add a bedroom to the first floor. Or my grandparents took a their dining room area and kind of created a bedroom so that the majority of their living, they could do that on that first floor. And then going upstairs was optional. And so that worked out really well for them. So a lot of folks do that. And it's a great idea to do that. Uh, another thing, you know, I, I visited with um, a family. It's been about 10 years ago. And and, uh, and this, this lady came in, we were just you know, having that free consultation. And and she said, well, our, our, our children, they're really pushing my husband and I to move to an assisted living facility. She said, I love our home. We don't want to move. And I said, well, let's talk about some of the concerns in your home. And so we talked about it. And what the whole thing came down to is they were worried about their mother helping their dad who had early dementia. Uh, they were worried about her helping him up and down the stairs and thought they were both going to fall and have a uh, have a real tragedy there. And so I, I'll, I'll never forget this. I said, ma'am, with, with all due respect to your adult children, they just want the best for you. They, they want you to be safe. 
and they don't want you to get hurt. And so that's why they're pushing so hard. But with all due respect to them, you could have a stair lift installed in your home. And it would be, you know, depending on which one you choose and if it's straight up and down or if there are any turns, a few thousand dollars and you're in business. Your husband can walk over, sit down on the chair, push a button, and it follows this little track all the way to the upstairs. Then he gets out of that chair at the upstairs and he's upstairs. Then to come downstairs, you sit in the little chair, you push the button, and it takes you down this little track nicely, smoothly to the bottom, and you stop. And that's how he could safely navigate those stairs. Again, taking the stairs out of the equation, and then you wouldn't have to move. And she looks at me, and her eyes got just really big and started to water. She was just on the verge of crying. And she said, you mean we could stay at home and my husband would be safe? So you don't think I'm crazy for wanting to stay home? And I said, ma'am, you're, I don't think you're crazy at all. I put in a stair lift. I referred her to a company that could come out right away and install one of these stair lifts. And that's exactly what they did. They were able to live there for many years after that safely. Safely. That was the biggest issue for them living safely in their home. And it's such an easy fix, but she just didn't know anything about it. So, so I was able to help him out there. Uh, another thing you can do in your home, you can install ramps uh, for safe entry and exit from the home. Uh, you could install uh, a lift that would, you know, you could roll right out of your kitchen into your garage onto this little lift platform and then push a button and it can take you down, you know, a couple of two or three feet to the ground level, the floor of the garage, and then you can roll right on out of that. And uh, there are all sorts of things that you can do to help you get in and out of the home. And again, take the stairs and all of those uh, safety issues out of the equation. Another thing that you can do is you can modify your kitchen. And now this gets a little more expensive. I don't know why kitchens have to be so expensive, uh, but uh, you can modify your kitchen with pull-out shelving. So you can open the cabinets and instead of having to lean in and, and, and get into the back of that shelf, it's really awkward to try to get back there and find the right pan or a bowl or whatever you're looking for. You can have pull-out shelves. So you can grab the edge of the shelf and just pull it out and easily find the pan or the bowl or whatever you're looking for and then remove it and then push your shelf back in. So uh, that's just uh, that's such an easy fix. It, it's, it's incredible and it's relatively inexpensive to do that. Uh, another thing to safely use some of your appliances, you can buy stoves and dishwashers with front mounted controls. So let's say you're in a wheelchair. Well, how are you going to reach over a burner to turn it on? And more importantly, reach over a hot burner to turn it off. You don't want to do that. That's very, very dangerous. Uh, so they have front mounted controls where you could just control it right there and not have to reach over anything. And, and the dishwasher, you know, the same thing, the front mounted control, super easy to deal with. And, uh, and you could lower your sink. There are all sorts of things that you can do in your kitchen to make your kitchen, uh, you know, modified and more user friendly. Then another thing that you can do is use the smart home technology uh, whenever possible. So, uh, for example, you could, you know, install Alexa or Google. 
There are all sorts of uh, electronic assistants that can help you uh, with that to use voice control. And, you know, if you use Alexa, lock the front door and and it locks it. You can lock the doors. You can turn your lights on and off. You can even feed your cat by voice control. I am not kidding. (laughs) I met with a super nice couple a while back and just one of the nicest guys you've ever met this guy was the most loving and caring husband on the planet he was caring for his wife who has ms and at this point she's almost total care so he had all sorts of equipment and gadgets that would help him uh, in his uh, ability to care for her and lots of things were voice voice controlled we were talking about that and he goes Hey, Steve, I don't even have to mess with feeding the cat. I can just tell Alexa to do that. And I'm like, oh, you cannot. Are you kidding me? And he goes, check this out. Look over there. And he goes, Alexa, feed the cat. And there was this dispenser kind of in a a tube. And below that, you had this little cat dish. And it, it made this little sound and dropped in five or six little nuggets into the cat's dish here comes the cat flying over there. He's just chowing down on his, on his, uh, on his little treat there. So you can even use Alexa to feed the cat. <laughs> so that's uh, that that's pretty amazing. So uh, I think you could probably flush the toilet with Alexa. You could probably turn on and off your shower uh, and preset the temperature with Alexa and and, and some of these other uh, smart home gadgets. But uh, but the bottom line is there are many many home modifications that you could make in your home, and uh, and to do that uh, would be not. It's obviously it is a cost, but what you're doing is you are investing in your home so that guess what? When you move, it it has, uh, you know, wider door ways, you know, uh, ease of, of, you know, entering and exiting the home and all that's all those sort of things that we just talked about. And that is an investment in your home that you will you will get out when you sell your house. So you're just investing in your home, you're staying home, you're avoiding moving into a senior care community for a while, and I, that sounds like a win-win to me. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some other options that you could use to avoid moving to a senior care community. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so today we've been talking about a lot of folks are considering moving to a senior care community. And you know what? You just may not have an option. You may just have to move and have to find a, a, a good place and 
Hope like heck that it works out. Now, our clients with Senior Care Consulting, there's no hoping. <laughs> there's, there's no wondering if, if they got it right. With Senior Care Consulting, we help our clients through that search and selection process. We help them find the right place and the best fit. There is a lot that goes into that process, as you might imagine. Our clients are very happy that they used Senior Care Consulting to help walk them through that whole process in just a few hours of time. It 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 just uh, it, it saves you dozens and dozens of hours of work and research. That's because we do the majority of that for you. And then there are a few hours where we're able to uh, take a virtual tour and, and visit and have meetings with the uh, with the top places that meet your needs, driven by a care profile. Uh, and then we produce a summary report that has every single question asked, every piece of information discovered. We calculate exact staffing ratios uh, for you because, frankly, they don't know what they are <laughs> the majority of the time. So we'll, we'll calculate that for you. And we also report what the state found in its most recent surprise health inspection. There's a lot of information about the top places in our community that meet your exact needs. And that is what we do every single day. But if you are hesitating and you're wanting to stay home for a while and maybe put off that move until after the first of the year, or maybe kick the can down the road to maybe next spring or maybe even next summer, no worries at all. In fact, we're working with a lot of folks right now who are, uh, they're not going to move until springtime or summertime, but guess what? We're still going through that search and selection process to find out what our options are and then get our name on a waiting list. Because let me tell you, most places, most of the good places, okay, and I'm, we only deal with the best places in all of Kansas City, most of the good and best places have waiting lists right now. And uh, some of the waiting lists could be six or 12 months or longer. So in order to consider the very best places, we're getting out ahead of when we need to move, which is super smart, by the way. <laughs> not, we're not waiting for a disaster or a crisis to force our hand and just choose a place that has a bed available or an apartment available. We're getting out ahead of it. We're being proactive. We're choosing the very best places. We're getting our name on waiting list. And then we're waiting it out. And then when the apartment or the or the room becomes available, then we, we, we work out the timing on that and uh, we're able to move when we're wanting to move and we're able to move into the best places. So a lot of folks are still doing that. But as far as staying home in the meantime, we talked about making home modifications and there are a lot of modifications. Some of them are not very expensive at all. Uh, some of them may cost, you know, Four or five thousand dollars, maybe ten thousand dollars. You can spend pretty much what you want on a lot of these things, uh, but uh, but but the bottom line is, you know, with an average cost of you know fifty five hundred dollars for assisted living, uh, seven thousand to eight thousand dollars per month for long term care. If you want a private room, you're talking ten thousand to thirteen thousand dollars per month in long term care. So you know, you spend ten or fifteen thousand dollars with some home modifications. Uh, it, you know, you've spent one, you know, maybe a couple of months of cost. And then at, after that point, you are ahead of the game financially. And oh, by the way, you're home. And oh, by the way, you're probably going to get all of that money back in the resale of your house because you've just made your home more valuable. So 
Uh, so, so you can do that. And, and the other part, you know, if you stay home, you can hire a home care company. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. A home care company can help provide care into your home. And, uh, you know, maybe you use a home care provider just to supplement the care that you can provide. So, for example, I'm working with a client right now. We have a daughter providing a lot of care. There is a home care provider in there for 12 hours per day. And then the gentleman I'm working with, and all of this is on behalf of his mother, he drives about an hour in to stay with her for three hours a day and then drives an hour home. And he said, Steve, I'm retired. I'm not a spring chicken. He said, I can do that, but it's starting to wear me out. And my sister is totally worn out. Okay. Uh, So, but they've been doing this for a long time with the help of a home care provider for about 12 hours a day. So uh, they're going to be increasing those hours uh, while we're waiting on a facility that we've chosen to have a bed available, uh, become available, which is going to be probably here in the next couple of two or three weeks here. So uh, they've been able to just have a combination of a family and home care. But, you know, home care, if you bring in a home care provider, the cost per hour average in our area is somewhere between $20 an hour, you know, to maybe, you know, $25, $26 per hour. And uh, it, usually they'll come out for a, a like a two hour minimum. They may have a maybe a four hour minimum, but, uh, you know, if you have someone come out for three or four hours a day, that may be the difference between staying in your home or having to move to a senior care community. Now, if that if that need increases to 24 hours per day, I'll have to say it gets a little expensive. Uh, it, that is averaging somewhere around 15000 to $16,000 per month. Uh, so sometimes that's a deal breaker, but sometimes it's not, uh, you know, and if, if you're able to pay that, maybe you have long-term care insurance that can help offset some of that. Uh, maybe you have a VA aid and attendance uh, benefit that can help pay for some of that. It's fantastic. But the bottom line is home care is a great, great option to help keep you in your home and maybe delay or postpone your move to a senior care community in light of all of this uh, situation with COVID-19. All right. And then you could also recruit family and friends and develop a schedule Uh, so, you know, this person's on these days for this shift and this person's on these days for this shift and, uh, and just work it out that way. And then maybe supplement the weekends or overnights or, you know, some of the holes in that schedule with home care. And again, that's a, that's a, uh, a great way to approach it. And, uh, and that's actually a pretty cost effective way uh, to utilize the home care services. Uh, the other thing that you could do, uh, if it's applicable, is utilize the services of a hospice and palliative care organization, such as our friends with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Um, if you're not sure if you would qualify for some of those uh, services, I would give them a call. 816-363-2600 or visit online kchospice.org. But you may be missing out on another level of service and support that you could be utilizing right now. And that may be the difference of keeping you home and out of a senior care community. It could. So I would definitely check that out. Um, and then, you know, another thing you could do, move your loved one into your home 
and provide care for them. So you're not worried about running back and forth. You're just caring for your loved one in your home. And then uh, a lot of people go the the reverse. And uh, one of the family members will move into their parents' house and care for them in their home. Okay, so so there are all sorts of things that you can do to keep your loved one out of a senior care community if you have uh, some some major concerns about COVID-19. Maybe you want to delay the entry uh, into your long-term care community or assisted living community, uh, you know, by by a little bit until the dust kind of settles here a little bit. Uh, those are some of the steps that you can take to keep your loved one safe at home until you're more comfortable with moving to a senior care community. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.